welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are Two of the 13th floor podcast where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. It's your moderator B Jones here hanging out with my guys. And up first, uh, we got Barry B Fresh. What's happening, baby? You know, another beautiful day as the moon is down here in South Florida trying to duck, dodge, you know, this uh, rainy weather ending up this hurricane season. But, you know, we out here, we motivated, fresh evaded, doing what we do, baby. Got the yang and the yang going on today, my dog. Life is about balance. <laughs> Funny. I was watching the uh, Golden Child on Netflix the other day. Ooh, and you know, when he's in the store and he's talking about the little whatever and then keep your yang up. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep your yang up, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your <laughs> yang up. Yes, yes. <laughs> DJ, what's going on, baby? All good, baby. All good. <laughs> easy, easy. Phase on. I'm coming to you next, man. What's happening? Let's talk about that. So I listen, I'm happy I'm here. I just came back from traveling uh, to North Kakalaki. Had a great time out there, wonderful time. Um, but uh, ran into some pain in my foot. I'll go into it later on. But yeah, um, homeboy right now is rolling, rolling a tennis ball over his arch because he is in massive pain. Got that plantar fasciitis going on? Maybe. Pretty painful pain, yeah. You got to get that ice cup going. Back in my training room days. Coach K, what's going on, brother? Uh, man, what's going on? I'm happy to be here with, with the fellas. And, you know, man, I'm just over here doing my Black Dilbert. You know, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you know, jump <laughs> on YouTube. You'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean when I say I'm say yo, my Gabba, Black Gabba. I don't even know who that is. Yo, Gabba Gabba. Oh, they know. Oh, they know who Yo, Gabba Gabba is. I know who that is. Yeah, bingo. Yep. Oh, they know <laughs> DJ Lance, <man>. exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'm so gotta... glad I could provide y'all with some <laughs> <laughs> I did not even. You got that vision in my hand now. <laughs> that is the return of the tadpole. Yo, oh, <laughs> Brett. Before we get started, if we move forward, I want to ask if you are listening to this right now. Uh, on any podcast system, audio version, log on to YouTube right now. Find the 13th floor page. Subscribe to that page. You have to see us in action to get every single thing. If this experience you are missing out on by just hearing us, you got to see us. Listen, man, you, you're missing out on the experience. Joker's still laughing. Just from art's background. That's all right? That like is an experience said, unsee all within it. itself. All within itself. Check us out, subscribe, get the YouTube. Let's get those subscribers up. That that made the night right there. <laughs> you can name this episode Yo Gabba Gabba Art. There you go. Done. Consider it done. I'm about to search it right now. <laughs> Look up DJ Lance, Yo Gabba Gabba. How was the weekend, fellas? Man, what's going on? Anybody got anything exciting? What did I do on this? Yeah, you was you was international baby exactly my 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 bad yeah you know we just uh had the opportunity to shut down the epic gala shout out to my guy aj he uh runs the epic foundation they do a lot of amazing things helping kids uh uh through school you know with uh better ways of learning but then also helping them get into college or any other uh types of higher education so big shout outs to aj but he had the epic gala down in uh, Bimini, Bahamas. It was my first time to Bimini. It's uh, pretty much a one road city, but it was beautiful. Definitely gave me the opportunity gave me the R&R in, but then also as well, you know, we had the opportunity to shut down the gala. Me and Sage, uh, my DJ counterpart, main brain music, we went and just, I mean, we definitely left our mark on the uh, island hoping it's going to lead to some more opportunities. But even if not, I mean, we definitely have secured the uh, Epic Gala 
DJ uh, position for sure. What was this at? This was in Bimini in Bahamas. Bahamas. Oh, okay. Bahamas. Okay. You bring anything nice back? Nah, there was nothing to bring back but the memories of an amazing time. And, uh, you know, I definitely uh, got the mix that's going to drop probably uh, this weekend. So by the time you guys hear this, y'all can jump on over to SoundCloud, Dip Flip, and, and you know, get you some good. We got a, a big island influence on that thing, but it, it just rides out. You know how we do. Take y'all coast to coast. There it is, man. Make sure you get on DJ Barry B. Fresh, the SoundCloud, man, the, the... The mixes are amazing. I mean, we highlighted several of them uh, last episode or the episode before that. Can't remember. I think it was two hundred. But um, yeah, yeah definitely DJ check my guy out. Going um, looking. I mean, there's well over two hundred hours worth of mixes because there's over a hundred mixes posted. <laughs> so now Carol has been introduced to Yo Gabba Gabba. All hey right. man, I'm actually gonna be in now, the house rocking the Yo Gabba Gabba. The steam from your head is almost making Lance's uh. <laughs> Yo, but wait, when he when he used to bring out Ben Marquino, it's gonna be rocking. Yeah, well, I thought Yo Gabba Gabba was super fresh, but I used to watch it with the kids. I used to see that and watch it with them. It's an awesome, yeah. awesome cart. Uh, well, it's like the the hip hop Sesame Street. Yeah. Yep. Never even heard of this thing before in my life. How have you never heard of Yo Gabba Gabba? Wow. I don't know Ash, how you Ash, never Ash heard of it. Man. Ash will yeah. do Gabba Gabba. Yeah, Ash will do a lot of things. Ash is the old soul. <laughs> right. You you know what? You you probably right. You probably right. Ash should be looking at it like, what is this? Let <laughs> <laughs> me go into that picture, that one picture. That was right, <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 oh, we gotta recycle that one. We gotta use that one in the ad on the, the on the web page to bring that back, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Oh man, so my weekend was really, really good, man. Um, we got some amazing weather going on right now in Maryland. Can't uh I had to enjoy it. Uh got out and got to do some salon bomb uh with my guy Adu. Shout out Adu. Um it's like What's this that? martial arts. Okay. It's like a it's like the the foundation for martial arts, uh, as he explained it to us, the historical aspects of it. So, um, you know, we get out there, do some stretches, do some like yoga type stuff, and then get into some different forms. Almost reminds you of uh, Taekwondo. Me and Chris have done it a couple of times, but I try to do that on uh, Saturday mornings uh, to get it started. And then um, took Nia to play basketball uh, afterwards, which is a funny story. We'll get into this in a second. Um, because she's been asking to play ball probably since like the summertime. So we got her shoes, got her a ball, you know, finally got out there to like just do some drills. We would go play, shoot around or whatever, but she wants to be serious. We're going to go ahead and, you know, try to see yeah. how serious she wants to be. Mind you, Nia is like the epitome, like true definition of a Gemini. So if she's not, if she wakes up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning, that's it. It's just going to be one of them days. It's a wrap. And I wasn't here when she woke up, but I got here from Salon Bomb to take us out to the basketball court. Yeah, Sonny in the car. He's playing on the park with uh, Chris. And for whatever reason, I don't know who pissed in her cornflakes that morning. <laughs> she was not She it. was pissed. Like, she just was not with it. And so the whole, like, the first 30 minutes of, like, trying to, you know, dribbling and warm-up stuff, you know, it's like pulling teeth, man. And it's crazy because... Uh, well, we go through that. She has a couple moments. She hits herself in the face with the ball, um, you know, starts crying and everything else. And it's all out of, you know, you you just not here. You're not yeah. present. You know what I'm saying? So you you killing yourself right now. So we have a conversation. You know, I'm like, look, you've been asking to do this since summertime. We out here and now you're giving me all this bad energy. So either you want to do it or you don't. We ain't got to waste time. I'm not, I didn't ask you. I'm not one of those dads that's like, oh, my baby's going to the WNBA. Not at all. If you want to do it, we can do it. If not, let's go ahead and enjoy the rest of the day. However we going to do it. She's like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm like, well, we out here. God damn it. We're going to finish this session. And then afterwards, you don't feel like it no more. <laughs> but after this. <laughs> after this. <laughs> I know yeah, I said we, we can leave. We'll However, what I go. meant is. <laughs> 
But after we had that conversation, man, we go through some more passing drills, shooting and stuff. You know, it's like, I don't know, something halfway clicks. And the natural talent that I figured she would have just kind of starts to show itself. Now, mind you, this is the first time she didn't really picked up a basketball and, you know, moved around with it for real. But, you know, she got a lot of promise. Natural talent, her, you know, grandfather played, her uncle and, you know, aunties all played ball. She's tall. She's, um, she's very athletic. So she could be good if she actually wanted to. Um, so, you know, working through that situation, I mean, it was very eye-opening uh, because I ain't never really had to deal with anything like that. Because uh, Kellen, you know, he's just, he just wants to play, he, you know, anything. He just gets up and go and that's it, you know. But, you know, Nia having to kind of coach her through that situation and then still offer her the, uh, I guess, the latitude to make her own decision at the end of the day. I think was what was most important, you know, and being able to walk away at the end of the day, you know, everybody still, you know, in a good mood and everything. Um, and, you know, we had, you know, enjoyed the rest of the day and she still got to, you know, see that she had, you know, a lot of promise, you know, tried to instill that confidence. Now, whether we continue on with it or not, it's still to be known. She also is interested in getting into gymnastics and going back to Taekwondo. So we'll see where it lands. But yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty much the weekend for me. I think one of the biggest things you did was not match her energy, not allow her frustration to take you to being frustrated as well. And even though it was like, hey, you know, we're still going to finish this session. It still wasn't about doing it in an angry, you know, oh, you need to do what you you say you're going to start da, 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 to, to put that same energy there, your ability to go ahead and diffuse her energy and give her that moment to reflect not only is going to help you know right then in you guys doing that basketball practice but that's something she'll be able to to take in the heart later on yo i i admire that skill because (laughs) arenze (laughs) literally just told us that he's done swimming like three weeks we were like okay let's go swimming i don't want to go today no i don't want to go so like all right you know what that's cool this week you can take out take a break and the following week, he's like, I don't want to go swimming again. I'm like, dude, I'm paying for classes now. Like, this is no longer, no longer is it about just like you saying no, like you're going to go to the swim class. But then he gets there and he starts to cry and worry. Da, da, da. So then the last thing we do is right after all that's done, I like um, the last week we go in and he goes, I don't put my head underwater. Like my fear is head underwater. I'm like, dude, you were the one that jumped in the water first before Nami did. You were, you were that guy why now so i'm getting more and more frustrated i'm I'm like not understanding what's going on and then um i talked to somebody they were like listen kids are going to adjust they're going to be tired they're just going to want to be in it and they want to be out of it and you got to be able to pull back and say you know what that's fine don't do it for now because you force them to do that they will hate it later on and they'll never do it again and swimming is something that i cannot have him not know how to do so it took mm. everything in my soul, the depths to just play. Like, all right, fine. You can now sit on the side. We'll unroll you in this process for you. But I'm just like, dude, like you, 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 you're, you're killing me on this roll. So now I gotta find something to do on Saturday morning because you can't sit here by yourself. You're right in the mindset, but that's at some point in time, every I'm a firm believer. Every kid needs to figure out the basics of swimming. Yeah, like because you right. never know what situ- what situation you're gonna be in, where they're gonna, who they're gonna be around, what's mm-hmm. gonna happen. I'm a prime example to this day. Like I can keep myself afloat if I needed to, but mm-hmm. I had a conversation. What's your biggest fear? Being in a large body of water. Body of water. I don't know why that where that came out. Who <laughs> 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 is the yoga gobble, gobble man? Sound, right. play my sound like art. <laughs> Being a large body of water, and I, and I, I'm, I'm done. I'm gone. That's my big, that's my mm-hmm. biggest fear. Yeah, I was gonna say he'll. he'll they, they come around because Bryson, um, Amani's son, we took him to the, the super fear class where they just toss him in and, and, and let him pretty much die in front of your eyes. <laughs> you watch them emerge. That one <laughs> but, um, he went to that. He was straight. Um, he did that. But then after that, he was like, nah, I ain't dealing with water. And so he got was back on the uh, side of the pool team where it's like, y'all splash people, all that. All right, get it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're being too aggressive now. But then recently we went up and visited uh, my brother and my sister-in-law. She actually, I don't know what kind of voodoo she put on him, but we had talked up, oh, you know, he doesn't get in the pool, da, 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 da. 
when he gets there, <clears throat> goes out back, takes off his shirt. We're sitting inside talking. We turn around. He's in the middle of the pool with her, swimming around and doing stuff. We're just like, oh, what, what is going on? You making us look crazy. Literally telling us, oh, maybe Miss Carrie can be my um swim swim coach. Da-da-da. So I mean, they'll come around. It just takes it just takes that moment, like they said, you know, one one second they hard headed on something, one the next second they all in it. What's the um what's the time frame between when he was fearful and dropped in to now? Months. Okay, months. yeah. So yeah, there it is. So yeah. he's built on confidence up. Maybe I do that. Okay. So I was gonna say that that class was like middle uh well, it was like you know march april may somewhere around there i want to say okay. and actually it may have been at the beginning of the summer either way it was only it, it hasn't been a long time either way got it okay cool swimming is one of those things man like it has to be kind of taught the right way because you automatically jump out there and you got well some most people got the fear of like the deep end and everything i mean i remember my grandfather teaching me how to swim and everything starts out fine. You know, we had a pool. He had a pool in his backyard when he was younger. So, and this is in Florida. Everything starts out fine. You know, I'm on the wall. I'm kicking, learning how to do my arms or whatever. And then one day he decides, okay, you know how to swim. Jump out there into the deep end and swim back to the wall. And I'm like, oh, no, no, we're not. I'm not ready for that. He's like, okay. Throws me in the middle of the yep. damn pool. Like, mm-hmm. in the middle of the pool. And it's like sink or swim. And so I'm crying the whole yep. time, swimming yep. back to the freaking wall. And get out, and I'm like, okay, boo-hoo crying. He's like, good, good, good. I don't even have, like, 30 seconds to catch my breath, nothing. <laughs> Those- <laughs> yep, that's how they do it. That's how they do it. Right back in the water, man. It was crazy. That's one of, uh, like, the toughest but fondest memories I have of my grandfather. But now, you know, I can swim in the ocean and be good. Like, it's it's, it's really nothing. Well, let's see. There you go. So he's, his hard work paid off for you. I about to right. say, I, I never, I never had the trauma, but luckily I can swim. Um, yeah, I never got that uh, trauma, but it definitely was um, interesting watching the, the the lessons go down with Bryson because I mean, literally, this lady was just letting. I mean, will adamantly tell you, leave them alone. Don't you mm. stop it? Don't touch them. Let him fight. Let him fight. And you're just like, yeah, he's gonna. But I'm, I'm gonna have to kill you too. <laughs> um. So Art, um, you know, being the one that's probably closest to your kids. Yes. On on this podcast, um, you know, I will, ladies and gentlemen, when you all are having are hearing this, no, actually that's not true. You'll hear this on Monday. Please check on me to make sure I'm okay because I will have Art's kids over the weekend. <laughs> yes. Um. But but I know what happened to Arenze. Knowing Arenze, about three weeks ago, what happened was Arenze was in the pool and his head was underwater. And Arenze decided, they said, I can't breathe underwater. I'm going to try it. Oh, yeah. He took a breath and it was water (laughs) and he got out. He was choking and choking and choking. And at that moment, he decided, I am not coming back and I'm not getting under the water. Yeah, that's probably what happened. happened. That's that's, That's exactly what happened. That's a Rinse. It's hard headed Rinse thinking he can do things on his own. And and if you think about it, so a a Rinse, my nephew, he's the one that um, whenever he gets emotional or whatever, he starts to choke just. Yes. randomly just yes. coughing <laughs> coughing yep mm-hmm. just coughing just randomly and he will cough to the point where he will throw up so just imagine yeah. if he took yes. that little breath yep. and then yep. he panicked so he's just choking uncontrollably that's and not it's, it's so yeah so you got to take him back you just got to tell him son you cannot take a breath under the water yeah that might be your point yeah that's a good point that's a good point yeah 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 you are you are not Paw Patrol, you are not (laughs) PJ Mask. Right, right. You're not an Avenger. You're none of that. You you cannot breathe under the water. Mm -hmm. And he'll probably, okay. Right. Uh Back here. I'll test it out for you this weekend. Don't worry. I'll put him in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) You getting in there with him, Carl? In the bathtub? Bathtub? Oh, I thought we were talking about the pool. <laughs> like, no. It's the AirPod. You no. know what I'm saying? The volume going up and down. I, I switched at that point from the iPad to the AirPod. Don't worry about it. Just moving a, right a, along. A quick, a quick Easter egg right now. So I can swim, though. Quick. 
the Midtown's Easter egg. So, but I want to say real quick though, before I, how did Kara, how did you learn how to swim though? Uh, at my uncle's house, just somebody threw pool. you in or don't throw in the pool. Most Caribbean parents that I meet there, like that's how most oh, Caribbean yeah. kids I met. That's how yeah. they learned. Yeah. And it wasn't like pool. self-taught. It wasn't the, the ocean. Pool. It was yeah. the ocean or it was some lake. Yeah, like a hole, a swimming hole. No, mine was actually a pool, but um, but I did go, I I did go to one swim lesson, and that one swim lesson day, I I was swimming. Yeah, oh, like I I, I'm not the best swimmer as well either, but I went lessons and I can swim. Um, but like this is not like I'm like Michael Phelps now. I can go around a pool and have some fun, but you might get wet by my splashing. Um, <laughs> fight that uh, walk right now 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 i'll tell you guys i mean it's been so long and then um shoot nine years ago when we got Wendy and i got married and we went to trinidad for our honeymoon um we went out on this uh glass bottom boat and it was out you know in the ocean bj's already laughing no i'm, I'm, I'm thinking about mexico i'm about to die in mexico oh <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sorry. Back up. You raised that. Let's go. Now, you think about me or you think about or you think about you, you, you were going to dive and all of a sudden the dive just you just like I ain't diving no more. Yeah, just in mid in mid-dive. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I, I thought you were about to talk about Jason who said he was drowning. Oh no. And and I just reached Two out stories, one hand, I and I just reached like, out one yeah. hand and grabbed him and was just like, bruh, like <laughs> hold on to this Ooh, rope right here. You're right next to this rope. <laughs> hold on to it. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> Fix your life vest. Anyway, the, the Trinidad story that window is closed, but I am well, 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 okay. So that's so, what jumped in my head that week. That that same thing happened with us. I think Ian, you were there in Jamaica when we did that that boat thing. And we got the boat and the, the the swim to the cave for like the longest swim in my life. And we were we had everything we needed. It was just like, oh my God, this it won't stop. But uh, the ECA I want to throw in, I'm gonna do before EJ comes back to see if she's listening to this podcast this week. It's her birthday on Wednesday. If she comes to me at any point in time and tells me she listens to this podcast and she says the three words that I'm gonna say now, I will throw her a nice bag, nice bag of cash. I want you to hear it. So I need her to say to me, mango, pineapple, apple. Go ahead, Brett, all back to you. I'm just making a note. So when we get to 203, I remember to ask about the mango, pineapple, apple, and to see if EJ got that bag of cash. Because if she don't get it, you know, I'm, I'm always taking donations. You know, Sonny got, you know, he's, he's a growing boy. He's eating everything see in the if, house. You know. See if EJ got that bag of cash. The Nigerian polls, man. <laughs> That's oh, where man. you messed up. You should have done that because there's somebody in her circle is going yeah, to listen. We're to gonna do that. Yeah, let's, let her yeah. know. Let's see. Like, yep. Let's you see. Listen, girl. Let's see if this drops. If you get, she gets to it, we'll see. But yeah, our birthday this week, so um, we're going to go down to um, Savannah this weekend. I had no idea that was a four-hour drive. From Atlanta. From Atlanta? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is that is the idiotic thinking of a northerner Southeast. who thinks everything is closer. And <laughs> south, south, the northeast, everything is you know, within a couple hours. The DC rise three and a half hours. But going through one state from this middle yeah, Georgia, Georgia, corner, Georgia's long. It's, 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 it's wide. It's all the way. You're going all the way out to the coast when you yeah. go to what so. you call it. So I want to thank thank Uncle um, Uncle Kay and Auntie Wendy for watching the boys. Um, they should be good to go, but it's going to be a fun time with the three amigos in that yeah, uh, cool. casa. Listen, man, <laughs> I, I'm, I had to go buy some paint, so I got those little paint sticks. I'm ready. No markers allowed. <laughs> Lessons learned. No yeah. markers. <laughs> you got anything special for y'all playing once you get down there or is it like surprise we don't want to let the cat out the bag on the show? no nothing <laughs> mango <laughs> pineapple apple exactly. Right. Exactly. The, 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 the you out here sharing the safe words right <laughs> <laughs> the trip is our time this is the, the chance to get away from everything and to unplug for her is her creation she wanted that for birthday um she went to relaxing and chill i was going to do a big party for her and she was clear, like, I do not want that this year. So I said, cool, no yeah. problem. We'll just take some quiet time. So that's oh, it. Good. Nice Savannah, to be 
Yeah, I will see. I mean, I mean, we're we're on that. We're on the. We end up. I'm up here. I got a nice hotel out there. So you know, we'll enjoy ourselves. And unfortunately, it's eight hours of time wasted going back and forth. But it is what it is. <laughs> We've all been there. Gotcha. So got quiet. Right. Right. Man, I'm telling you, this is AirPod, man. Like the sound is like going in and out. I'm not hearing the art on this production thing. Art, can you give me like the full view of the guys real quick, man? So I know when I can jump in. You can jump in whenever you want, baby. Go ahead. No problem. No, nah, but you know the visual so I can see who's not talking. So I can know yeah. that I can actually. Well, all you got to do on your end is change your view. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so switching directions a little bit, man. Um, that's, a hard, that's that's a hard direction change. <laughs> that's a hard direction. Oh, change. I love this. This is this is gonna be hard. Yeah, no hit. Love until <laughs> you, you, I don't know what that means, but all right, you might switch. Go on. Go on. Stop interrupting me, man. You making me lose. Come on, Cletus. Oh man, I lost it. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. I, th I, I think you were teamed up to talk about um, you know us growing through life and seeing some of the uh, you know the male influences and how we have uh, how we support our, our females through our life and what's happening recently in, in Florida. They were going leading that way. Yeah, so um, fresh, you probably gonna have to just you know chop and screw the. Don't chop any of that. Just leave it just the way it is. <laughs> this is live and direct, baby. We yeah, keep it, we keep it. Yeah, the people what they want. Exactly, yep. one take home. Everything ain't all perfect. Know. The people got to know that, but we still push through, baby. There it is. There it is. Moving right along. Moving right along. Uh, so yeah, as I was talking about, uh, I did want to switch directions, um, given the. Uh, this Maya Marcano situation, very tragic situation uh, happening in, or happened in Florida. And uh, without going into too much specifics of the case, um, the, just the, the interaction or the male-female interaction um, and the aggressive nature in which, you know, some of us tend to, you know, treat our female counterparts. Uh, I think it's a, a very, very <clears throat> important conversation that we as men can have on the 13th floor to shed light on some ideals. I'm pretty sure all of us have come in contact or maybe not, but come in contact with a situation like that before um, with, you know, someone we may know and, you know, kind of how we've dealt with it because um, it, it's really tragic, you know, just looking at some of the, the details and how young she was and understanding at a high level what actually went on uh, with this situation. And I just want to, <clears throat> want to have a conversation around that because, um, you know, it's really like, if you see something, you gotta, you gotta say something. And for this to have happened um, in this situation, I don't know, you know, all the details about the, um, the, the guy who was actually, uh, I guess, who, who killed her. Um, but his interactions and the people that are around him, who kind of enabled this situation? Had he always been known to have these tendencies and why wasn't anybody able, ever able to, you know, kind of step in and help. Um, you know, I have, I've seen situations like this and not to this degree or extent uh, where somebody has actually died from it, but I've seen situations like this in high school, um, dealt with a situation like this in college. <clears throat> and at some point, you know, the chivalry and just manhood has to, you know, take precedent. I believe, um, you know, we have to hold each other accountable in these situations and, you know, wrong is wrong. You know, no man should ever be raised in such a way to, you know, act in, you know, these manners to towards a female. So, you know, I, I, I open it up, you know, to you guys and, you know, we can get into this discussion, but I, I really think it's important that we shed some light on this and give our views on, on the situation. Yeah, man, I guess the first thing, first thing first is, is prayers of strength and cover to the family um, and the, just the, the larger community as a whole. Because when you look at the impact of this one situation here in Florida had, um, she was from here in South Florida. Um, 
parents and, and family were known well out throughout many different um, avenues and different communities um, through various ways, um, it hit hard in South Florida. There was a lot of people um, hurt, a lot of people like asked a question, a lot of people connected to this. So again, shout out to the family as a whole, prayers up, because um, you can't comfort a loss of a child. Right, no matter what anybody says, I, I you can't you can't cover that. No parent child that barely their child. Um, and, and then with that, it really is just thinking about. I think you said it better. Like, how do we hold each other accountable? What do we do? And the things that we we've seen and experienced in the past before, um, in this situation, like I, I equate it to like starting the school year back up and going into my daughter. 13 years old this year, going back to eighth grade, middle school. And my conversation the morning before she, the night before she left, before she left for school, I had a totally different conversation with her than I did with my boys. But it just was the same. Like, it was about accountability. Their accountability was a different thing. I'll get to that one later. But for her, it was, I know you. I know where your mind's at. I know how you think. But boys your age are dumb. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it right now. Like their their pride gets hurt. Um, they try to show out for their friends. Um, you're gonna be called names. Unfortunately, you're gonna be called names. And I hate that I have to tell her that, like you're going to, but it's fact. And it, the funny part about it was um one of her best friends, uh the exact situation I described about somebody may try to come with you, say something that they like you, they do this, whatever. And whether you're attracted to them or not, if you turn them down or whatever, um, they're going to call you names. They're going to call you a bitch. They're going to say stuff about you. They're going to say all these different things. The exact same thing happened to a friend of hers the next day at school. And, uh, and we just had to be on the phone with the mother wow. um, and heard about it. Like, these are the same situation. Like, cause, and uh, it was the same situation. The boy approached the girl. He he liked the little girl. I mean, no doubt he probably did. But when she turned him down, and she wasn't disrespectful based on what everybody was saying, his pride was hurt because his boys were there. And he his his response was to, oh, you ain't that fine anyway. You ain't that cute anyway. You a bitch. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. And he kept playing over and over again how many times that has that situation played out over the years since I was in school. Like, we got to check ourselves, man. Like, if you put, if you both up to step out there and do it, rejection is a possibility. And then move on with life. That still, I mean, that still happens now as adults. I mean, how many movies have we seen where they say that, oh, well, you define anyway, or you were so so, but yet, you know, and all the French like, yeah, the background and just kind of egging it on. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we got to change that. We got to change the ability. Sometimes the notes are no and move on. Like, you're all good with that. It's that ability to deal with rejection, though. It's it's the ability yeah. to understand that you know it, it it's okay. It's just because you get no. Sometimes that's yes to something even greater. And so being able to be okay with being told no for things, and but that also goes, you know, w with parenting, being able to tell your children no, so that they mm -hmm. understand and know that you know not getting something does not mean that the world is over. It does not mean that all of a sudden, you know, everybody is looking and pointing at them like, oh, ooh, that it is, you know, a natural thing that goes on in life. You know, <laughs> so we're talking about it from a, from a child standpoint, but I think what we're talking about right now starts in childhood, goes unchecked, and you become adult, an adult male. Yeah yeah displaying these tendencies mm -hmm. and if it was just name calling look i could deal with that but when you decide that you are now going to physically assault a yeah. woman or you're going to do something to a woman against her will or you're going to kidnap a woman or you're going to kill a woman because she rejected you there is a totally different something going on in your mind. And at that point, yeah, you do want to reflect back and be like, where were the red flags? Who knew? Who saw? Who could have hit this person in the mouth a long time ago 
and made them realize that this was unacceptable. Um, those are the things that come to mind for me because to me, you just don't have that quick moment of lapse and you act. No, you've probably done things in the past, maybe okay. not to this degree, but you've done things that, that went unchecked. Nobody said anything and you just yep. kept pushing further and further. The comfort, the comfort kept on building. So, you know, it, it's, look, we're talking about one person, but as of right now, you know, just talking about our people, look, there's, I think, 230,000 missing black people in the United States of America right now. Take the number right out of my head. I was about to say, that's what we're dealing with. And who knows what the root cause of those, those situations are. We don't know the root cause of all of them, right? We don't know the root cause, but on a national level, there are black children, black women, black girls that are going missing all the time. And Absolutely. it's not something that you see every day in, in the media. Um, and you gotta ask why. And why are there so many people that are allowed to do things? And it goes, again, it goes unchecked. Now I do think that the current climate and the current atmosphere and the relationship between black male and black female has so many complexities to it that in some cases it's like you know you might be out with your girl or you might just be in a group and you see something and you try to check it and you get cussed out for it like hey I'm a grown woman or I'm whatever. I can handle myself, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, that's cool. But this fool gets beat down one time. I guarantee you he ain't going to do it again. <laughs> that's true. Right. True. Yeah, that's you never true. know what state, um, what mental state that person is in, what they're going to do or what they're going to retaliate with. So, yeah. You, you don't. And that, when I, I alluded to my situation in high school, that's exactly what it was. I ended up getting jumped behind you know, trying to quote unquote protect this you know, young lady um, just because it was the right thing to do. So you don't really know what they're expecting. This is a high school. So, you know, you, you can only imagine what a broken grown man can yep. get into, you know, and how your life is at stake at that point. So it's really, you know, it, it's a lot of risks involved, but I think that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with broken men. And unfortunately, you know, the way society is kind of set up, um, you know, with what is promoted, you know, in pop culture and music and things of that nature, the things that I see that our younger men kind of gravitate to, you know, it's, it takes men like us, you know, to be fathers, uncles, father figures, big brothers, whatever, to kind of alleviate all of that. Um, this is an embarrassing story for me, um, but my son just got into a situation very similar to this. I think I was talking to, um, it was a couple of weeks ago, I told you I got, you know, held up by Kellen and my brother. Well, you know, he actually got in trouble at school for uh, aggressive behavior towards a young, a young lady. And this is a situation where, you know, I'm not physically present. So there's only so much that I can do, but hopefully, you know, he felt me enough through the phone to understand how unacceptable that type of behavior is. Uh, and I told, and, and me and his mother had a conversation about it and things have been fine ever since. But, you know, this is my eight-year-old son already trying to exhibit, you know, these types of behaviors. And unbeknownst to him, it's just not being able to process his emotions or not being able to do what he wants to do. Not anything, you know, bigger than that, but there's a way to you know learn to express that or there's a way to deal with your anger or frustration with any situation but it should never lead to that uh to you putting your hands or acting in any type of aggressive way you know towards a female and i think when you don't have a lot of that influence and then you got you know young men being raised by other immature young men and the culture that it breeds unfortunately you get that you know within you know society so i think it's you know it's really upon us um as the leaders amongst our society as the men amongst our society to really step up and 
you know, be as influential as we can with younger generations um, so that we can kind of try to curtail these types of situations. Um, you know, Carol, you talk about or bring up the, you know, missing um, or young girls. I remember, I think it was probably like three, four years ago where it was a big thing in the news where young kids, young girls were just getting kidnapped off the street, you know, even here in Maryland. And it was to the point where, you know, we couldn't let Nia walk anywhere by herself. You know, you can't even let your kids play. You don't even feel comfortable letting your kids play outside anymore. And that's the, that's not how I was raised. I definitely don't want to have mine, you know, raise mine that way. But that's just how serious, you know, these situations are. So, you know, it's a lot to, you know, kind of take in. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest way is to just be as impactful with the younger generations or with men in general and, you know, let mitigate that risk. I don't, I don't yeah. think you, and let me jump in real quick, Kay. You, you, you said yeah. earlier, you said earlier you were, you were embarrassed to, to, to say this or to fix this. And I think that's the, the point we think of as embarrassment. You shouldn't because you, that conversation you had is going to travel through his adulthood. He now knows that that was not okay. And he's going to share that with one of his friends and it's going to change that. But if you had said, you know, boys will be boys moves on situation don't do it again oh, absolutely not. and that's it now you've led on to it so the embarrassing moment could have been in 20 years from now where you said man i should have said something back then now it's not embarrassment now you are being a father and you're doing the right thing to make sure you raise a right good man yeah um when you talk about like actions that we can take there's so much though i mean when you think about media and tv and film and music like a lot of the culture exists there that helps promote this aggression or this lack of respect how do we start cleaning that up because it's one thing to say hey you know what all right some of these males don't have good role models or the role models that they think are good are displaying the bad behaviors that they're just replicating or, or duplicating. How do we, one, be role models, but then two, also create a culture and environment that's not reinforcing these bad behaviors? That's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, and it reminds me of a conversation that I had like years ago when I was living in Miami. Um, because, and I say that because it's like, I don't think it'll ever, you can't get rid of it. You got to think back, like, what do you call it? Black, I think black, black exploitation films mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Like it's as old as, as time, you know, I'm watching, uh, you know, shows like, um, what is it? Godfather of Harlem. And, you know, it, it's always going to be there. Right. So you're not going to, there's always going to be another future. There's always going to be another trippy red or 42 Doug or whoever, you know, these kids, you know, want to look up to. Right. So I think what you have to do is kind of redirect that attention. Um, so for instance, Kellen, again, another embarrassing moment and not, not embarrassing because I got to be a father. Like you said, Art, it's embarrassing because to me, because my eight year old son, there are things that he's privy to that he just shouldn't be privy to. And I can only attribute that to my co-parenting situation. You know what I'm saying? So having a child with a woman that I'm not with, it, it just, it breathes into other things. So now you got to figure out the best way to handle that situation, right? So, you know, Kellen been listening or has known of artists like Kodak Black or, um, What's another one? Flip De Niro. These guys who he just shouldn't know about. He should be watching freaking like Sesame Street and Nickelodeon. He should be watching Yo Gabba Gabba, right? Not any of those things, but I have to, you know, curtail all of that. So when he's with me, it's a heavy dose of stuff like, you know, when he was with me for the um, last six months, um, Sesame Street, Sesame Street, TBS kids, no YouTube, none of that junk to kind of counteract it. Now, I won't say that it completely removes it from his mind, but with the examples that he's being given 
and the way that I tend to live my life. So like I listen to some of that stuff as well, but I try not to listen to it with them and with them in present. Or if it is some like clean version and it's only a certain degree that I let, you know, rap music play. Uh, just so that there's a, a living, you know, kind of example, kind of how my father was when he was in the household. So I think you have to provide more experiences outside of just the normal, what you see on television, the normal media and everything else for them to see a difference. Because I don't think it's a, you're going to get rid of it. Two big things you said right there, right? And again, it's because of the lack of exposure in some cases right but what we say but also what we do are we modeling or is it just do as i say not as i do type things right so if there's a situation where there may be challenge with you because over the summer we're in our houses with our our wives and, and kids if there's situations where again no household is perfect and if there's a situation where there may be tempers flaring, there may be heated arguments going on, how you respond and how you treat people and then how you reflect afterwards and how you come back to the situation is all modeling for him and we're modeling for our kids of the proper way to do stuff. Yes, people will get mad, people will get upset, but separation, um, exercise, whatever, whatever the outlet is and not an outlet where Unfortunately, some of the times when they see the outlet is, oh, I'm going to go smoke. I'm going to go drink. And then I, that brings in another factor into the thing. But how do you, how do you guys interact on a daily basis um, with each other um, from sharing responsibilities, the, the talking to one another, to how you handle arguments to the good times and the bad times? That, that's setting up the way of, of modeling for him what to do. One of the things we that I've had to grasp is that Again, yeah, these are all lessons that we want our kids to learn, but at the end of the day, they're, they're gonna grow old and they're gonna make their choices. We can set the best model of this, but there's gonna be some situations where they're not gonna pick the right things. Just like we didn't always pick the right things that our parents showed us or, or role models on life showed us. The second thing that, that is really, I think the, I go back and forth with the argument about the media, I get it. I understand it. I, I, I've seen the influence of it over the years, but also is to having a conversation to get what's the difference of reality and what's commercial. And having that understanding like, yeah, this is the music. Dad can listen to this, that, but I'm drawing a lot. I know this is just for commercial sake. This is just for party sake. This is not what they talk about. They're not living this life. They're not doing this stuff. And having this real, the real conversation with, with kids as they grow older, because my biggest thing was that if I outlaw it, per se, they're going to go listen to it regardless because everybody's talking about More it. They're going to find a YouTube. They're going to find a YouTube. They're going to find a thing when, when you're not at home watching it on MTV or as I said, BET, whatever the case may be nowadays. I don't know what everybody... Basically, YouTube give you any yep. and everything that you want. And nobody even watches videos. These kids aren't even watching videos on like MTV. I'm about to say MTV, BT, VH1, they don't even play videos. They play movies and a ridiculousness. They do stuff for all of people our age who grew up with them yep. now are doing the other stuff. Seriously, like, but that runs a Martin. <laughs> but all, all these different things are coming. So it's having an understanding of what's the what's reality and what's for sale just to build a culture, right? And the culture is for sale, not your not your manhood. Not your your future because you decide to lay hands on somebody because you decide to react a certain way. But again, modeling that for for our kids and how we interact and is it always perfect? No, but it's being also real about when something does happen. Like I was wrong when I said that, or I was wrong when I did that. Yeah, with with our our sons and daughters. Yeah, I think being, that um, being there, swallowing that pill and be able to do it. It's it's key what you said that that ability to to help them understand and define reality versus you know what's on tv and what's just you know entertainment because it's statistically shown i don't know how many of you guys had the opportunity to check out that interview with the facebook whistleblower and it's ironic that facebook had went uh down the other day <laughs> uh, but essentially one of the big things she pointed out was that facebook knows and understands uh that the hate messages amplify drastically yeah. and are you know ultimately a detriment to society 
and that even the parameters and algorithms that they changed around election time, they took all of those things back out once the election was over and have went back to running uh, as normal. But it in that report, it shows that, you know, hate is amplified, that it is amplified at a larger level than, you know, positive things. And so being able to, um, like, there's no point that is going to be able to counteract the fact that the entertainment industry is going to feed these negative, uh, you know, pieces in there because it is shown that they will make money from them. But again, it is our job to be able to help, you know, um, our, our sons, our daughters, everyone have a better understanding definition of that, that line between reality and uh, entertainment. Because entertainment is still a very necessary thing, but it's definitely necessary to know and understand a the levels of yeah, uh, a, a six seven year old doesn't need to be listening to Kodak Black, and it's not because Kodak Black doesn't necessarily say some profound things, but definitely the majority of his uh, delivery is not in a package that a, a, a you know a, a young child needs to be a hearing or thinking is the way to you know represent themselves necessarily at that age, and so it's always about being able to help in 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 that progressive state of being able to help that definition. So, um, and I want to kind of get away from where we're at with the media, but the advantage that the media has over us is <clears throat> the wide availability, the reinforcement, because if we could spend as much time talking to kids or teenagers as they listen to music and movies and how often that messages they hear are reinforced, oh, we'd be golden. We probably wouldn't have a lot of these problems. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I don't know that that's there. And then the second thing I want to do, I want to stop talking about it from the aspect of these younger folks because I don't want us to uh, ignore the fact that it's grown men displaying this behavior too. It's men older than us displaying this behavior. Um, and it's gotta stop. And it's not gonna stop until as individuals, we start taking that responsibility that when we see it or we know it, that we're gonna say, hey man, no more. <laughs> We will not tolerate it anymore. And I don't care if it's at the family barbecue, the family reunion, you know, the, 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 the trip overseas, the guy's trip, whatever it is, um, it just can't continue. And that's the point. Like Everybody has to take a stand and know, like, whether it is their personality, whether it is alcohol in their system, whether it's bravado out in front of the group like we just have to check each other but we, again we got to go back to the same thing i think it's, you got to model for it and also again you have to show that that's the right thing to do so not to take away from your point Carl, i think the reason that we end up all we end up back at the younger generation is because when you look at the older generation i don't think we would have you know, I miss the guys' trips, like, regularly, right? But if all five of us were on a trip, I don't think we would have any of these type of situations, right? No, we wouldn't. Not at all. 99% of that is because none of us would let that happen because of the type of men we are. Unfortunately, people tend to surround themselves with individuals who confirm, you know, their behaviors. Uh, so, Fresh, you alluded to the Facebook interview. I didn't see that this morning um but i did see the interview that they did with that woman that wrote that book um i'll take questions now or something like that um about her time in the white house mm. um she was a uh, donald trump's press secretary at some point i can't remember oh yeah, yeah yeah i remember that story um, okay. but the the key from all of that is that she was surrounded you know or in that mess you know what i'm saying and didn't decide to say anything until January 6th, you know, and she fought herself back and forth. You know, she said all, you know, all these many times, six months or so when she wanted to resign, but she kind of just sat in it. And I think, you know, as 
grown men, one, you learn this behavior over a long period of time. Um, it's just, unfortunately, it's a part of culture. And until we can get to the point where we stop teaching that, um, it, it's going to always exist. And once you're, you know, 25, 35, 45 years or whatever, I mean, look at R. Kelly's situation. This man ran a brothel for his entire career. He sung about it on every album he ever made and is just now being held accountable for all of those wrongdoings to all of those young women. You know, so when you're surrounding yourself by, you know, people that just continuously confirm your bias or confirm your situation, it's really hard, I guess, to, you know, alleviate that from the older generation. And I think that's what it is. You know, you got, you know, even, you know, people who end up in prison all the time, like they end up being like supreme products of the system and they just continue, continuously exi exhibit uh, that behavior. So in order to really counteract it, I mean, you can try it from the top end, but, and that's why I brought it back to the conversation I had a long time ago. It's like once something is already lost it's, or out to sea, it's really hard, you know, to rein it back in. And so if, you, if you're going to, you know, try to curtail the problem, you got to start from the root not necessarily the branch or the top of the tree. But like Kay said, sometimes I bet if he get knocked out, he won't do it again. I agree. Right. And, I agree. and I, I'll be the first to say, sometimes it's the, it's the individual, it may be your frat brother that you all hanging out and do stuff. Like, I remember, like, I remember after after Boston and going like Black Beach. I swear I would never go back there again. First of all, because all the females that went, that the females that we knew from UM that went, we were protecting them the whole time we were there. Like I'm again, I believe anybody should be able to go wherever they want to go when they want to go. But we spent the whole weekend once we they found us and people saw us. Like they didn't want to leave us because of the shenanigans that were going on. And some of them were our own frat brothers. Not people that I knew directly from being like on my campus or whatever, but from other places that came down and like, bro, chill. Yeah, and listen, we've all done that at, at, at multiple parties where we we saw this. We're like, no, like, I don't care which happy you're from or wherever you're from or who you are, just as, as a man, like, that's not going to happen, not in my presence. And, and, and that person knows that. And they know when you're around, Oh, I can't do yep. this in front of art. Or I can't do this yep. in front of K. And it won't happen. But that doesn't mean when you're not around, it won't happen. But that's that's the truth. And it's it's you gotta hold your ground. And it's just crazy. Yeah, man. So you know, here on the 13th floor, we take a stand, you know, against all of those types of behaviors and definitely encourage other our our brothers and others and that find themselves in those situations to step up and take that same stand that protect protect our our women protect protection of womanhood is very 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 important and i think um i think we'll go ahead and leave that there uh art you ready for your corner sir yeah man because let me tell you i i had something that i thought was gonna be pretty cool and i was gonna make it all you know zaza zoom for this but this conversation no, it's, it's, it's very strong and heavy, and I don't want to, I don't want um, to lighten it that from there. So I'll kind of go into the corner of it's our responsibility as men, no matter where you are in the, if it's a job, if it's a club, if it's the like case at the barbecue, no matter where it is, um, we have to teach and allow others not to stand and do things that are not right. Um, we got to stand there for our women. Um, center for our daughters, center for our mothers, center for our aunts. Um, I was just talking to someone, and it's like a, a tight mentor of mine, and shout out to Sue Teller. Uh, she listens to a podcast uh, occasionally, but she told me as a woman, she worked in the kitchen full of all men. She's the only, only woman there working in the kitchen, and kitchens can be very, very rough um, as far as the conversation of how things work and just, just the male ego in the kitchen is just insane. So if you, anyone that listens to this understands that, but to have the dominance to say, you're not going to speak to me in this way or challenge them to say, would you speak or talk or touch your mother this way, your sister? How would that feel to you? Those words change the conversation completely and it changes the mentality and thought behind them. So don't let it happen in front of you, no matter what it is, 
uh, stand up for what's right, do what's right, and be the example of how to make sure it doesn't happen around you. And I think that's where I'll leave the corner. There it is. There it is. Man, Fresh, why you let me forget to start off with you today, man? Uh, because we kind of swapped on topics. But, you know, I can always give sauce as needed. There it is, man. Sauce us up real quick. We got the Fresh Ovation coming to you right now. Boom! It's Fresh Ovation time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So this week, I, I wanted to, you know, I always continue my, my voyage on, on balance and, and bringing neutrality to my life. And as much as I appreciated and enjoyed this weekend, you know, I was able to not allow... Uh, the excitement of this weekend put me in a state where I was not able to, um, you know, over being over anxious and not able to uh, get there, do what I needed to do, but then also take the, the, the time to just enjoy what was going on there. With that said, I got an amazing quote from none other than uh, the great Oprah Winfrey. Uh, she says, I've learned that you can't have everything and do everything at the same time. So you can't be so focused on, you know, wanting to accomplish and, and wanting to get and have money and all of these other things and, and not take the time to enjoy what you're doing and take the time to, you know, be present in what's going on and the things that are happening in your life. So I encourage all to make sure that even though you are on your path, you make sure to have balance and neutrality in your life. And that is fresh ovation that has just been juiced all on your forehead. Enjoy that. Holla. Ladies and gentlemen, remember you want to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, at 13th floor, please. I want you to hit us on Instagram, Facebook. They're back up now. So you can follow us on all our social media pages. Um, catch this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. Uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast each and every week, shoot us a um, shoot us a like, uh, give us a rating, comments, all all welcome. And with that, Coach K, I'm coming to you. Take us home. You know this one. <laughs> we started out in a light place on this episode, and we ended up in a heavy place. And um, you know, I've been sitting here thinking the whole time of you know where where do we go. How do I close this out? And um, the more I think about it, there is um, a movement that has been going on long before Black Lives Matter, long before Me Too. Um, and I think it's probably the most dangerous movement that's going on out there. And because of the way things have developed um, in society, people have a lot of access, people you know, look, there are people that are wealthier than they've ever been before, people that are able to put themselves and their families in good positions. Um, but what that has created um, and manifested is the not me movement. And what does that mean? That means that all these unfortunate things that happen to people that you see on the news and TV, a lot of people think they're immune to it. Mm, it's not me. And therefore, there's no action taken. Well, the not me movement ends really quickly when it ends up on your doorstep when you least expect it. The not me movement makes you vulnerable to the things that are going on because you don't look for it. You don't protect yourself, uh, uh, you know, from it. You don't raise your kids in a way that where it won't affect them in their day-to-day -day life or it won't affect them when they grow up. So that not me movement, while you're in a position of privilege, and look, I'm not just talking about white folks at this point. I'm talking about everybody. We all participate at some point in the not me movement. What will you do? Even though it's not you, how do you now use your position to make sure that it's not somebody else too? That's the responsibility now. How do you make sure it's not somebody else? How do you make sure that it's not one more female that this happens to tomorrow or one more person that goes missing? What do you do about it? How do you organize? How do you go talk to the people that are also in that not be not me bucket and say, hey, you know what? 
every Friday evening or twice a week. We're just going to walk the neighborhood and go make sure that there's nothing funny going on, make sure that our presence is seen. We need to get back to being a village. And the part about being a village was is that your neighbor's problem was your problems. Somebody on the far extent of your, on the far end of the neighborhood, their problem was your problem and everybody dealt with it together. Didn't matter if you could pay us back. It didn't matter if you could do a favor for us. It didn't matter. We were going to contribute. We were going to invest in you. And if the day ever came when you could, hey, hopefully you'll return it. But I think we need to get away from this not me movement and we need to make sure that it's not somebody else. And the sooner we take action, the less we'll have to have these conversations or the sooner that we'll get to the next thing because there will be something else. But we got to start somewhere. And it's up to you. You know, what do you do after you stop listening to this? If you are listening to it and you know that there's somebody else that needs to hear it. Some of these very folks that we're talking about, the action that they take and the way that they look at women and the way they look at people. Oh, this is the episode you want to tag them in. Hey, you should listen to this podcast. And when they say, oh, what you made me listen to that for? Oh, you know, this, it's a good podcast. These guys are pretty good. You should, you should listen. You never know what will be the thing that will spark that change in somebody. That's all I got. I'm done. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Hey, 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 hey. It's the 13th floor, y'all.